Hey, and welcome to Room C125, uh, recorded in Room C125 at Maple Avenue Middle School. We're an ELA classroom, and we are podcasting. Today's episode is about poetry. Hi, and welcome to Room C125, the podcast that's recorded in Room C125 at Maple Avenue Middle School. So I have Finn and Sophia here. And what, tell me the poem you brought me. Uh, we brought Mr. Rumpledump's song. And who's, what's the author? Who's the author? Um, so the author is Shel Silverstein, and he was born in Chicago in 1930 and died in 1999. Okay. He likes to write a lot of um, poems and stories for children, and a lot of his poems seem unsuitable at first, but, <laughs> and okay. many of his books and poems for children are seen sad and ambiguous, which means kind of having two meanings, but... They're pretty good, and they're very relatable. Okay. So I read Shel Silverstein when I was a kid. He has a whole bunch of books out that are books of his poetry, mm-hmm. where The Sidewalk Ends is one of them, and I used to love that book. But I have never seen this poem at all, which yes. is great. I love not knowing. Yeah. So um, just for our many listeners, I'm mm-hmm. going to read a couple of lines so that you can go find the poem and make sure. I don't know if there's other poems called Mr. Grumpledump Song. So we will um, make sure you are reading the right one. So uh, everything's wrong. Days are too long. Sunshine's too hot. Wind is too strong. Clouds are too fluffy. Grass is too green. Ground is Ground is too dusty. Sheets are too clean. So that's the first part of this stanza is pretty long stanza. So what words, besides what you just told me that you had looked up, what words in here, was there any word you had to look up in here? We didn't have to look up any in the story. We just had to look up, we found an article on Shel Silverstein, and there were a few confusing words about his life that we had to look up. Oh, okay. So do you have those, or I mean, Um, besides the more ambiguous? It was basically ambiguous, and then like we had to look up, it was during... Written during World War II, right okay. after. So All we right. had to look up like that kind of history. Stuff. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to get to that. So we'll get mm-hmm. to that. Let's go. Let's just jump around though to literary terms. So uh, you did a sheet where you worked with the literary terms of the poem. What did you find in here? So we found imagery. For example, it was, well, in the poem, he said, sunshine's too hot, um, stars are too twinkly, grass is too green. So we can kind of think of that and what that would look like. Absolutely. And then there was a rhyme scheme, which was, do you want me to say it? (laughs) It's kind of long. Well, let's, no, that's okay. So let's tell, (laughs) I I think rhyme scheme is really hard for a lot of kids. And if some Mm -hmm. students are listening to this, a rhyme scheme is the pattern of rhyme and rhyme in a poem. So this one is a really nice and clear one to be able to track. So wrong, long, hot, strong, Mm -hmm. fluffy, green, dusty, clean, but it's also really cyclical. You see how it's not every other that rhymes. It seems like there's the third line um, is off from the rhyme scheme. So Tell me, I'll, I'll just do the rhymes. Can you tell me if I'm right? Okay. So uh, the first four lines should be A, A, B, A. Is that what you got? Yeah. Oh, great. Perfect. And then <laughs> then maybe C. Mm-hmm. C. Oh, wait. No, it changes up. C, D, C, D. Right? Fluffy, green, dusty, clean. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I see, he's really switching it up. All right. Mm-hmm. So rhyme scheme um, is good to track just to see if there's stuff that kind of cycles around and, and is very repetitious. So this one has an interesting one. Yeah. Um, a lot of poems have imagery. All poems have imagery. 
Um, yes, listeners, that's my phone ringing, but I'm not going to get it because we're in the middle of a podcast. So if you hear ringing, it's just my <laughs> phone. It's probably someone calling me because we're going to be professional podcasters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any other literary terms that you want to mention? Yes, there was so stanza, but the whole poem is actually one, one entire stanza. Right. So we thought that was pretty interesting. And then last, lastly, there were some repetitions. So they kind of repeat some words, such as two. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, so much. Yes. The TOOs. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifty, fifteen. Yeah. So that 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 actually helps create that rhythm too. Grass is too green. Ground is too dusty. Sheets are too clean. It kind of makes some some um beats in the poem. Absolutely. So now let's move on. What do you think the author is trying to tell you or talk about? What's he, what message is Shell sending to us? So we kind of thought that it had two different meanings. The more like childish, like just trying to be fun and like playful with the poem. Mm -hmm. And then also like the more like in-depth feeling of not fitting in and not feeling like you belong. Oh, okay. It also feels like, and you know what? I'm going to tell the listeners the end because a lot of the poem is just saying how things aren't right, right? Moon is too high. Water's too drippy. But the very last couple of lines, folks are too happy singing their songs. Why can't they see it? Everything's wrong. So I can see that not fitting in, kind of coming in. Or nothing. Have you ever just had a day where nothing's comfortable and you're, you know, like you're just unhappy no matter how happy people are trying to? I don't think so. Fia yeah. has ever had see, one of those I'm, days. See, I'm so. always... <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy and I'm always smiling and I'm always trying to find the good in people or just whatever's going on in the day. But there are some days where just sometimes you're just having a bad day and things are going wrong. Right. So this is very relatable. Okay. And, you know, it's not every day, but some days right, for sure. Days. <laughs> and it's great to have that attitude that, you know, you're trying to look on the happy side. But if you drop your spaghetti meatballs on your white shirt, yeah. it's kind of hard to see that positively. Yeah, like, I guess, you could, I guess you could say, now I have a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is what is going on. Oh, so this is where you did that little bit of research, right? What's yeah. going on in the author's life? So what do you think um, maybe sparked this or even just what's history around the poem? Yeah, so definitely. So after, oh, well, before it was World War II. So it was kind of just after. And also during the 70s, when the poem was written, there was a lot of creativity and writing and art. And it really, I think it might have sparked him kind of an idea. Mm -hmm. And I think he put that into his poem. And it was definitely create, creative, in my opinion. And the time period was yeah, creative. Definitely. Okay. So I think he put that. And then he also because of his creativity he did it so people could relate to i feel mm -hmm. and a lot of his poetry is seems to be for younger people but you can really i can relate to this i don't yeah, need to definitely. be a young person and plus crumple dump what a great name i want to name like a dog that or something <laughs> yeah. that's why when we saw it we we're like oh my gosh you have to check it out <laughs> and we read it and it it's it's kind of like childish it's but simple like, right but it's yeah. That's what makes it so great. And it's, what's wrong with simple? That's Does that right. mean, yeah. right? Does that mean something's wrong with it? No. That, yeah. I think he was going for simple. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, but Shel Silverstein was also a musician. Yes. So that he did. That time. That's what. Mm -hmm. he so he, he's yeah. written poetry. He was a musician. He really kind of, and I think he painted and drew. Well, he definitely drew. Yeah. Because his books have some of the drawings too. Yes. Super, super important person in our history. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the last question. So poetry is written to make you feel something. And this one's like a little funny, a little cute. So what emotion did you feel? Um, so I got the feeling like of sadness and but then towards the end, it kind of made you feel happy again because it made you feel like you belonged and fit in with other people because you know that everyone else kind of has those bad days where just nothing feels right. Right. Good. So that's kind of awesome where the the poem kind of is showing someone not fitting in, but by the end, you're like, wait, there's other people that don't, that things are wrong for as well. So then you're in this like misfits club. Yeah. But you're still in a club. That's right. <laughs> you're not by yourself. Right. I love it. <laughs> the yeah. Misfits Club is the more fun one, by yeah. the way. What did you think, Sophia? Um, well, I thought that, like I said, very relatable. But it also kind of reminded me that on those bad days, sometimes things just everything seems wrong. And you know, it's they say you wake up on the wrong side mm -hmm, of the bed, mm -hmm. right? But um, and when you get to the end, it says. Why can't they see it? Everything's wrong. And sometimes you think people, well, my mom, sometimes she'll be like, are you having a bad day? Because sometimes I'll be a little grumpy. And they don't, sometimes they don't understand. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just think different. So it was, like I said, very relatable. Yeah. And very fun too. Yes. So. It was a great choice. Yeah. And ladies, you did a great job. Thank you. The history of it was really important. And I would have never even thought about the creativity in that time period. So thank you so much. So we are going to say goodbye in room C125. So ladies, you get to say goodbye to everybody. Adios, amigos. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for joining us.